The Reflection BGRT capability requires 510k clearance. This feature is not available for sale. Hi, everyone. This is Todd Powell, and I'm the president and CEO of Reflection. And I'm joined here today with my friend and colleague and co-founder and CTO of Reflection, Sam Mason. Hi, Sam. Hi, Todd. Great to be with you here today. And Sam, you know, I know that it's just been an amazing journey for us all. And, and I know that, you know, I've been here for about three years. And I think of how much has changed in the company over that period of time. But I often sit back and think of what it must be like in your shoes to see how much the company's changed over your time. And I just can't imagine what that must be like having been at this for 10 or 11 years and the changes in the, in the hurdles that you've seen and, and overcome over that period of time. I wonder if you could maybe tell us all, and I think it'd be really interesting to hear a little bit about when you first thought of the idea and kind of paint that picture for us. Yeah, it's been a wild experience and, and actually a surreal one. I, I still have to, I feel pinch myself every time I interact with our wonderful employees or, or walk into our factory and see what's going on that it's even happening. I remember exactly when I, I had this idea. I was a postdoc in the Stanford Radiological Sciences Lab at the time, and I was trained in medical imaging. I knew a lot about how radiology systems worked, but I didn't know much about how radiation oncology systems worked. And that's where you're using x-rays to treat cancer as opposed to using x-rays and other imaging to try to see disease. And so I saw a lecture announcement from a gentleman named Professor Lei Zing in the radiation oncology department. And he was going to be talking about this field of radiation oncology and how it, it can be used to treat cancer and what are the problems that exist. And so I just attended this lecture by chance. And while I was sitting there, I had just an idea that popped into my head about, well, even though there's all these challenges in radiation therapy, they're not using this modality that I was very familiar with which is called PET imaging, to be able to actually see what's going on during the treatment. And so my idea was very simple because in the way PET scanners work is that a patient is injected with a tracer that accumulates in the cancer and sends out signals to the PET scanner. And so I thought, well, in radiation therapy, you're really trying to see what's going on while you're treating. What if you could use that signal directly? What if the cancer could communicate directly with the machine? So that's exactly when I realized that, oh, there might be something there. And I didn't know it would turn into a company. I just started to investigate it, but it turned out it was a novel idea. And I took the steps to pursue it and it eventually became something significant. I mean, that's just amazing that you were able to, to bring it along this far. And there's obviously an unimaginable amount of work and, and hurdles to overcome in the future. But you know, there must have been some of those early hurdles and miracles that needed to be performed to even just get to the next step. And I wonder if you can, you know, it's probably difficult to pick anything, but if you had to pick some of those most significant hurdles and just true miracles that you had to get through, I mean, what might some of those be? Well, the first one of those hurdles was just finding someone to work on this, this new venture with me. And I spent time trying to recruit my old high school friend, Akshay Anduri, who co-founded the company with me, he didn't know anything about healthcare at the time. And he said, look, I'll help you out, but I really don't know the space and, and I don't think I'm going to be able to join you. But the more he investigated and he was finishing business school at the time and I needed a business guy, I was the technical founder. The more he investigated, 
about what this could do. And the more he interviewed clinicians as part of a business plan competition that we entered in, he realized that this was something significant and he decided to join. So that was a big difference, you know, having your workout buddy to work on this project with you to, to really push it forward. But the biggest challenge that we had together early on was certainly capital. It was convincing investors that if they would only put in $10 million to build a machine that we wouldn't know whether it would work until we built it, that was not an easy ask, as you might imagine, to the investment community. And it was really instrumental to be able to start getting some credibility to help us in that effort. And one of those people that really helped on that credibility side and helped in, in the effort was Jay Watkins. He was introduced to us through a program called the Kauffman Foundation. And when we went to, to Jay, who's a veteran venture capitalist himself, he was helping these Kauffman fellows that we were recruited for to be able to commercialize technology. And when we first sat down with Jay, he said something to the effect of, well, so guys, what are you working on? And we said, well, we need to build this machine and we need 10 million bucks. And the first thing he said was, okay, what else are you working on? And so we knew it was, it was a daunting task. You know, Jay was quite skeptical at first, but then he became a believer and helped us really pursue this process of raising institutional money to build this machine. And so that was the biggest hurdle for us, getting those funds. It was a multi-year process. We talked to over 80 venture capital groups. These were formal pitches, and it was just no after no after no. They wanted to see revenue, they wanted to see a prototype, they wanted to see even commercialization. And of course, we just had a couple of people in a laptop and, a, and an animation. And so we had to think a little bit outside the box together. We started to go to folks beyond the venture capital community. We started to go to companies like imaging companies, radiation therapy companies. None of these folks thought we could actually achieve this. And when we approached a new class of companies, I think that's when we first realized that this could be something different because the first institutional investor that was interested and in, in actually committed to helping to fund us was not one of those big capital equipment companies that you might expect. It was actually a pharmaceutical company. It was Pfizer. And that's when it really hit all of us that this might be something very different, that even though we're building a radiation therapy platform, it's something that may be applied in a different way in the future to be used more like a drug and to be able to treat a new class of patient, the metastatic cancer patient, where radiation therapy has not been a modality for that patient to date. And that's when we realized that, that this was something significantly different, but it was the hurdle of just getting folks to invest in this technology so we can even build it. That was certainly the biggest one we had to overcome in the early days of reflection. So Sam, it, it strikes me that's just an incredible story of grit, isn't it? It just really takes almost limitless fortitude to get through a journey like that. It certainly feels like that looking back. Of course, looking forward, you never really know how, how long it's actually going to take and how much work it requires. And maybe that's a good thing. And maybe that's a good thing. In fact, I, I like to think that entrepreneurs require three qualities, vision, persistence, and ignorance. And that last quality is pretty important because if you, if you knew what it required, you may not do it in the first place. And hopefully in equal measure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's just amazing, isn't it? I mean, if you knew what it took, you might not get out of bed in the morning, right? But I, I can only imagine what an affirmation having Pfizer's interest must have been. And, you know, having Bill Burkhoff express that interest and get behind it with an investment in Series A. Did that surprise you? 
It absolutely surprised Akshay and myself completely. It was a chance meeting. I think Bill took it because it was convenient. Our first office happened to be very close to the San Francisco airport and he was just flying in for a meeting. And so he said, you know what, why don't I just stop by and see you guys? And he stopped by and we presented the concept to him and he bought in and he said- Was, it, was this at the first office in Burlingame? Yes, this was at our first office in Burlingame. So right by the airport. Exactly. And so he, he bought in and we did not expect him to. You know, we thought, well, look, we're not manufacturing pills here, Bill. We're building this 10,000 pound machine. But he got it. He got that this was a way to potentially use radiation in a fundamentally different way than it's how it's being used today in cancer. And so once that happened, that completely changed our perspective about not only the applications of the technology in the future, but the type of investor that we were going to be going after in the future as well. And the type of patient ultimately. Yes. And really a new opportunity potentially for metastatic cancer patients to have another modality as a pillar of their care. Of course, we have to prove that with, with real evidence, but that is something that's very exciting to us. So Sam, as all that came together, that was about 2014, I suppose. So take us through that a little bit, you know, tell us how that came together and sort of what was going through your minds, you and Akshay. So we were completely floored that Pfizer was even interested in this project. We still had to put a VC round together, but having that, that pharma interest really changed our profile as a company. And I think one of the, in fact, yes, the very first venture capital group that took a look at this in a, in a serious way was Sophie Nova Partners. It was Antoine Papinik. So I remember when we met Antoine, he told us that, yeah, this is something that he just does not invest in. But he's also someone who invests only in early stage companies. And so that, that really caught us because all venture capitalists we had gone to to that point really said we needed a prototype. And so it wasn't as early stage as we thought of the term, but Antoine was willing to do that. However, he also took about six months to evaluate the company. And, and in his words, he said he took six months to try to kill the deal. And after the end of the six months, he couldn't find a reason to kill it. And so for all that work, and he interviewed, I think, maybe 30 or 40 people from the industry, from, you know, clinicians, I spent a lot of time investigating to see whether this could even have the chance of working. After he was convinced, he put down the first term sheet on reflection. And I remember Akshay and I were just so elated at the time he did that. This was now four to five years into the company's life. We didn't have a single term sheet, and this was the very first one. And so you can imagine just how excited we were by that. We were having champagne on our flight back from Paris together, just feeling awesome and on top of the world. But what Antoine said was that we also needed another blue chip financial in the round in addition to Pfizer. And so we went to Antoine and said, look, you know, Antoine, here are the 80 people that all said no. You know, what, do you, what do you expect? And he said, well, you know, I can still do this without that group, but I think we really want that other group. And so luckily we were able to be introduced to Colin Cahill at Venrock, who took a liking to the story. And then the Series A 2014 round came together. It was an $11 million round. And it was Sophie Nova Partners, Venrock, and Pfizer that led it. And that was really the birth of reflection, really, because now we had the resources to try to actually even just take the shot on goal, let alone whether that shot would succeed or not. We now had the chance. And so that was just such a big moment for us. There's just nothing better than winning over skeptics, is there? Yeah, and then now we knew we had the chance to at least try to do that. And so for us, what I've learned from this process is that no means maybe. You know, you'll go to groups 
that will tell you no early on, but you come back to them and all of a sudden they have a different mindset. It gets back to the grit that we were talking about earlier, doesn't it? Yeah, very much so. So now we had this chance and we recruited folks like David Larkin, who would lead our research and development group. He came from Intuitive Surgical. He was an executive there. He joined us when we were just three people in the company, took a big risk himself. But he put together a team. We called them Larkin's 11. You know, we needed a Linac guy and a pet guy and, and a person for each one of those subsystems. And basically in a very, very efficient manner, got to a proof of concept that this machine could actually work. And so around that time, Todd, I remember we actually met you. That's um, right. We, it was through one of our seed investors, David Auerbach, who was a co-founder of Impact, and, and you were an early employee there. That's right. And we started chatting with you, even though you were at Electa, which was one of our ostensibly the competitors in the field, through our seed investor, you were friendly to us. And, and I mm -hmm. think you always approached it that way. And we started asking you about your vision in the radiotherapy industry, and especially in regards to the holistic view of the patient and how software plays a big role in that. And I'm really glad we interacted with you back then because that those were the seeds to trying to convince you to actually come on board. Yeah. It's funny. I, you know, I think back on those days often and I'm not sure who was convincing whom, but I remember those conversations really fondly and we would get together right here in Menlo park and have coffee and sort of chat about the industry. And those were really fun conversations, really fun conversations. Yeah, so, so I want to ask you, Todd, what was it that really excited you about Reflection? I mean, what was the reason you decided to come? Because, you know, you've, you've had this illustrious career going and rising the ranks from a, I think it was like a software test engineer at Varian to being an early person at Impact and building a company and it being acquired by Electa and then rising the ranks in Electa to not only lead software, but then lead the entire Linac business. So that was you know, a very impressive career. And here we were, this little dinky company that had built this kludgy prototype that you know, might just become a product one day. What convinced you to actually join us? It's fun to think about, and I do often. I think there are actually maybe two main reasons. There are a bunch of little reasons. There always are, right? And often it comes down to the facts and circumstances in one's life at the time. But without a doubt, the two that I always think about are the team and the opportunity. And if I kind of tease those both apart a little bit, as you described, the, the team, as I knew it, was really you and Akshay. And anyone that, and I know this will go to your head, so try not to let it go to your head too much, but you're the kind of guy that you can say this stuff to and it won't go to your head. And that's sort of the point, isn't it? But that you're the kind of person and you build the kind of team that you want to be a part of. And as you said, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of incredible people, great companies all around the world. And a lot of great things come from that. You, you obviously learn a lot. You get a lot of experience. You get a lot of scars on your back and all that stuff adds up to something that is maybe helpful. But you also learn what a great team and what great individuals really mean and what a difference that can make to a company. And the degree of potential and opportunity to really change the conversation in a field at the end of the day, technology is important. But you tend to work through technology if you've got the right team. It always comes down to the right team. And I think that's, I'm sure that the investors in those early years in reflection saw that as well. And it probably 
really underscored their thesis for investment and reflection in those days. We, we know that's still the case today that, you know, investors invest in teams, not technology. And that's what I was doing too. And I've felt that way ever since, you know, I, I think that that early team that you and Akshay and others, and then including the leaders that you hired and then the teams that they then subsequently built, David and Kathy and others, these were incredible teams. And I think having been a part of big teams all around the world, again, I genuinely believe this is the best team I've ever had the honor of working with. And first and foremost, that's enough reason right there. If that was the only reason to leave a, a big and interesting job, that would probably be good enough. But you were kind enough to mention some of the things that I've been a part of over the years. And like all industries, there are periods of expansion where you make new things and then you float those things out there and maybe a few of them stick. And then you have the opportunity to improve the way clinicians do their job and maybe have the opportunity as a result of that for them to maybe see a few extra patients per day or maybe make some decisions based on information or workflow that they might not have otherwise had. And those are special opportunities and you feel great about that. Right. And that's why we're all in this field is to try and feel like we have that opportunity to make a difference in somebody's life. And then there are other times in, in, in part of all organizations, especially larger ones where you go through periods of consolidation and then it's about efficiency and operations and expansion and just trying to drive efficiency through a large and complex machine. And those are interesting challenges too. They're very different, but they're no less interesting. And I felt like I had opportunities to do all of that in the 10 or 20 years that you're describing and maybe even up to 30 years that I've been in, in oncology on the vendor side and the solution side of the fence. But a lot of that work over the decades has been really dedicated toward what I call incremental improvement in cancer care. And that's not to say that incremental improvement isn't super important. It is. And it makes a huge difference. And one of the reasons I think we see such great cure rates and, and five-year survival curves for early stage cancer is because of incremental improvements in approach and the science and the field and all the clinicians and to some degree, the technology that enables all of those people. And I felt like in some way I had a part of that, like everybody else in this industry. And that's a great and special feeling. But when I got to know you and Akshay and I got to know the team and I started to see what you were trying to do. And as you know, when I first saw it, I didn't believe it like a lot of people. And that's why I know firsthand that there's nothing better than a skeptic one over because I was one. And I looked at that and thought, oh, that's great. Too bad it'll never work. But as we all dug into it together in some of those early conversations, it was like, wow, if this thing can work, this could make a huge difference. And it wouldn't be an incremental change. It would be potentially a transformative change. And like all transformative changes, it might take a long time to realize. It won't happen without incredible support of the field and all the clinicians within it. But that potential was there. And, and when I saw that, I felt like I couldn't become a part of the company fast enough. So it's over three years now since you joined. It was May of 2017. And, and I remember that first day like it was yesterday. I was really nervous because Me it too. was the first time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we, we both were, I guess. You know, the first time you were going to address the company. And mm -hmm. we essentially unveiled Todd to reflection. Because, Todd, you were coming from Electa naturally. We had to keep it. Electa is a public company. We couldn't really share too much to, to the company about, about right. this perspective move. And so it was kind of a big secret, you know, who's this new CEO that's coming to reflection. And so Todd, you spoke to the company on that first day. And I remember just being extremely nervous. And the first sentence that came out of your mouth, I just remember all of my nerves just disappearing, vanishing in a, in a second. 
Mm. And just because I immediately felt the connection already that you were having with the team, the type of leader you were going to be and that you already are, but we're going to be as well, that it was just a proof point for me, that first kind of critical moment. But I have to wonder too, that it must have been a pretty overwhelming experience to some degree for you. And so question that I have is, what was one of the biggest challenges for you when you came on board? What were you looking at on your plate that you were scared about or nervous about or just perceiving as a big obstacle that needed to be overcome? Yeah, um, I remember that day like it was yesterday as well. And I was definitely nervous. But I think the, the sense that I had at the time, and it's with me every day now too, is, and it goes back to the team that we just talked about. You had done such an amazing job of building an organization that magically combined incredible talent with selflessness and a total lack of ego. And it was incredibly important to me that I uphold those basic values and that I not mess that up, frankly. And so I work hard every day to to try and not screw that up. And I think that I just couldn't be happier about the team that we have and the way we've put that together, together, you and me and all of us. And I think they all feel that all of the leadership and all of the employees are on a daily basis embraced by the transparency that we think is so important to the way we built this company. And I think that, but that was an immediate challenge to me was to ensure that I didn't mess that up, which, you know, might sound kind of funny, but that's super important, obviously. But, you know, there were sort of tangible and operational challenges that were in the foreground immediately as well. And as you know, and you were an equal partner in this with me at the time, obviously, but we had to go out and raise capital right away. And that was interesting, right? To be able to go out and build upon the first two rounds and to raise that first round of capital when I joined was pretty important. And as I told the story to potential investors at the time, and I think it it still resonates that the rounds that the company had raised previously were really, as, as you pointed out a moment ago, were about building a prototype and then converting that prototype into the first machine. And now it was time to build the company. And it was time to, to step away from what some people might fairly or unfairly describe as a science experiment and say, well, no, we're, we're making something real here. We're, we're making something that we believe is durable and is safe and is effective and we'll have a roadmap and we'll be a company for 40 years. And it's the same grit that you described earlier to create something out of nothing and to show that it works. We then had to create and take that something and build it into a, what, felt like a company that people believe would have scale and the opportunity to grow and to bring the novel technique and the novel approach to radiation therapy that you invented and to be able to bring that to scale to patients all around the world. And we've got an incredibly long way to go on that. And that's a daily journey full of operational challenges. But again, I think it comes down to the people, you know, we've since those days, and I opened up this discussion with recognizing how different the company feels to me just in the last three years. And then I think you did a good job of summarizing how different it is 10 and 11 years ago from then. But, you know, we've got operations and service and marketing and and a full sales team and a finance organization and everything that it takes to deliver world-class innovation, reliability, and quality serviceability training and support to a, to a field that, that rightfully demands 
an awful lot of a company like ours, right? I mean, they've got patients coming in every day. They need a system they can count on. They need a system that does what we said it would do and that does it in a very predictable and reliable manner. And I think we've built initially and will continue to build upon an organization that will deliver that. And that's a constant challenge, but it's so much fun to do it for something that has so much potential to make such a big difference. So it's been three years since you've, uh, been been with us and, and you're still here and uh i thank you for still being here and, and <laughs> leading those those efforts um, i thank you for still having me <laughs> but you know you're obviously still here for a reason and i also just curious what's the favorite thing that you find about reflection about working at reflection what continues to drive you why do you continue to spend very very long hours working hard to build this company you know sam i think it's the same thing that keeps you here and maybe the same thing and almost certainly the same thing that causes us all to put in those long hours and work real hard as we're all doing. And it's the opportunity to make a difference, a big difference. And we have a long way to go. We have a lot to prove on a lot of levels, both operationally and clinically, of course. And we have confidence to win everywhere. But, but the conversations that we have on a daily basis with clinicians where we explore with them the opportunity and you hear from them, talking about what a machine like this might be able to do someday. And those are deeply inspiring conversations to me. And I know they are to you too and our entire team. And when we hear them talk about clinical applications that we haven't even discussed. And I think that tells me that we could be onto a platform shift here. When you start to put something together and every conversation leads to a new idea about how it might be used, it just doesn't get any better than that. You, you don't get too many of those opportunities in a career and to be able to be a part of that journey and to work real hard to see if you can push it forward is something really special. And like I said, you just don't get too many of those shots in your career. So you don't waste them. I agree with you. I think every day there's, there's a new challenge, but for every challenge, I think there's at least two opportunities that we find. Yeah. I've never and seen anything like it. I agree. Yeah, that drives me too, absolutely. Without a doubt. So Sam, I think we're about out of time. I just want to thank you again for the opportunity to sit down and chat with you a little bit and tell us a little bit about those early years at Reflection. It's been an amazing journey and I look forward to hearing more about it. Yeah, Todd, I really enjoyed the conversation. It's always fun to look back, as you know, and I look forward to having another conversation years from now when we're looking back at hopefully some real impacts we've had in patients. So again, this is Todd Powell, President and CEO of Reflection. I'd like to send a special thanks to Sam Mazin, our co-founder and CTO, and as well to remind you that this is one podcast of a series. So stay close and we'll keep you close as well. Thank you.